Welcome to Voices from the Bench, a dental laboratory podcast. Send us an email at info at voicesfromthebench.com or look for us on Facebook at Voices from the Bench. Greetings and welcome to episode number 15 of Voices from the Bench. My name is Elvis Stahl from Summer Dental Laboratories in the great state of Indiana. I'm Barbara Wojan from the great state of Florida, Knight Dental Group, Oldsmar. I will say Florida is probably slightly better than Indiana. I'm not sure. I can tell you right now it's about 95 degrees. It's hot as hell. It's been raining for a couple days and uh, yeah, it's fun. Today was the first day in Indiana in about a week that you could be outside longer than five minutes. It's wonderful. Why? Because it's hot? Yeah, hot and muggy and just gross. It's no fun. It's no fun. You don't even want to go to the pool. It's too hot. Seriously? I don't know why I live here. How was your fourth? Did you go see fireworks? No, but I had fireworks at my house. Stepped on a sparkler, which is why you need to wear shoes when you're doing fireworks and burn my foot. (laughs) It was fun. I believe on the warning labels, I think barefoot firework <laughs> yeah. is not suggested. Well, make sure you wear shoes and don't drink alcohol. These are for children only. <laughs> well, then what's the point of doing it? I know. That's what I'm saying. Part two from Chris Borbis. We continue the conversation on why he gives back so much to our industry and what the future holds for Preet. Let's just say they're not slowing down. Chris also goes into his experience last year, the triathlon for the race of the future. Hopefully he'll join us this year. I think I did hear that he put a relay team together, so that's exciting. So let's continue. Here we go, part two. Here we go, roll them. Voices from the Bench. The Interview plant cases a month i mean elvis at your laboratory and barb at yours you're probably seeing one or two an hour yeah. if not yeah. a lot more than that i mean you you have the, the expertise for that on that yeah i agree with you so i know that you guys at preet are a huge supporter of our industry giving regularly to the foundation of course talk to me a little bit about i know you did the race last year you did the triathlon what is your opinion on giving back and supporting the industry how do you feel you know, I know why you do it because you're passionate about it, but tell me a little more. How'd you get involved? You know, we've, we've always been supporters of the NADL and, and the foundation. And in fact, my dad is proud to say that when we were at the Visions meeting, when the foundation was first announced, uh, he says he was the first one to raise his hand and donate money to it. So he's very proud of that. And there's obviously a huge legacy that he's you know, laid out for me. And that's one of them is giving back. A lot of people yeah. don't. Yeah, a lot of people don't know about him is he gives a ton of time in the community to Rotary. He's super involved in a lot of charities. And, uh, you know, it's just something I've seen growing up and, you know, becoming an adult is, is, you know, giving back. And I think it's important for the long-term and health of our industry to support these wonderful groups like the foundation that are designed to further along our industry and increase the knowledge of of dental technicians. And I believe how I first got involved is I think I got my arm twisted a little bit by a gentleman in Minnesota late one night who said, Hey, you need to do the triathlon this year. And the triathlon was a miserable experience for me. I did it in Carpinteria here at the beach. And when I did the swim, I practiced swimming in the pool. I hadn't practiced in the ocean. Uh, When I got out and took a 90 degree turn, I 
turned towards the ocean to get a breath of water and I swallowed half the ocean and, and it was miserable. So I got passed by the, uh, the 40 year old women. I got passed by the 50 year old men. And then I, I finished with the 50 year old women group. So there was, there was two and a half groups that passed me by the time I made it out of the water, you know, doggy paddling out of there, but it was a lot of fun and it was a great experience. And you know, this past year, being able to be part of the uh, NADL board has just been eye-opening to see how many dedicated professionals there and what's going on. And it's it really is an honor to be part of that group and, and to give back. Selfishly, it's a blast. It's yeah. such a wonderful group of people. Yeah. Not that we would know anything about going to Denver and having fun, but we work hard and uh, <laughs> we do have a little bit of fun. But, you know, I echo that. I got kicked in the uh, face uh, when I was swimming in Lake Michigan on my leg of the triathlon and I jumped out of the water, I was like, what the hell? And uh, somebody had me on tape after that. And I was like, oh, I'm going to die right here. But uh, I got through it and it was extremely gratifying. And, and I uh, I hope you do it this year with me as well, because uh, we're going to kick some butt in Chicago. I'm not swimming. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Elvis is riding a bike. So yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> Chris, are you going to do the relay? Are you going to participate at all in the uh, triathlon this year? If I can find a swimming partner, I will. I mean, after somebody like Stuart Steinbach or Sean Nowak or or Tad or Bob, after one of those supermen finishes the full triathlon, maybe they'll come back and do the swimming for me. Unless they give me a kickboard, I'm not doing it. <laughs> well, I'm also looking for a swimmer. So if anyone out there is listening, I have no desire to do it. It's a quarter mile. <laughs> if you're a swimmer, it's a quarter mile. It's the first leg. It's a lot of fun. Contact Chris or Elvis and, and a biker. So. <laughs> That's great. So you mentioned you're on the NADL on the board with Barbara and I this year. What made you decide to get so involved you actually got on the board? I mean, it's one thing to donate money, but it's actually something to donate time. Why'd you join? You know, I, I think this is super important time for dental technology right now. You know, I was reading a book recently and it said that, you know, the Intel processor going back to 1971, the advances they've made of doubling every two years. You know, if you've taken a 71 VW bug and if it had advanced at the same speed as a microchip, it would go 300,000 miles an hour and you would get a million miles per gallon and it would cost four cents. And, you know, we're not moving that quickly in dental technology, but it's awfully fast right now. And, you know, I, I think I do have kind of a unique perspective because I am out on the road so much. You know, the last couple of years has been about 35 weekends a year. Wow. Um, and, you know, I have had the, the pleasure of talking to so many different folks across the country is I, I think I have kind of a unique perspective from small labs, medium labs, large labs, you know, young lab owners, old lab owners. And with that different perspective, I wanted to try and provide a different perspective. And the other thing is I, I kind of look at our company and I see a lot of parallels between where we're at now and where we're at five years ago with a lot of the smaller and mid-sized laboratories because we had the choice, hey, we need to invest in technology and infrastructure and people to grow or else we're done. You know, and that might have been 10 years ago we had that decision, but you know, I, I see a lot of parallels in that. And I think I understand, you know, the five person laboratory, the 20 person laboratory, the 40 person laboratory where the owner is working, you know, 60, 80 hours a week. I understand that. And, 
again, I see a lot of parallels and I think, you know, my experience growing our company, talking to a lot of different people, I, I think there could be some insight I could add to the discussions about our industry going forward. I agree. I'm happy to see you on it. I was happy when your name was mentioned. Well, thank you. Yeah. So how has pre changed with the industry? Obviously, it's been around for a long time and a lot of changes, as you just mentioned, has happened over the years. How do you stay relevant? Oh, it's kind of like that book, you know, Who Moved My Cheese? Um, you know, <laughs> you know, when, when I first started, I, I was learning partial dentures. I mean, it was precision attachments on partial dentures, you know, Sika's, ERAs, Dalbo's, verdicts, you know, the sagittal balls, things like that. And, you know, as implants became more and more popular, of course, you'd see a decrease in partial dentures and we'd see more bridges. And then all of a sudden the overdentures went from two supported and root retained overdentures to implant. And we really had to transition from being that company that had partial denture attachments and magnets into one that provided a variety of options for the implant supported and retained cases. And that's probably been the biggest transition we've made product wise, you know, going from a 500 product company to a thousand product company to a 3,500 product company over the last few years, you know, really trying to be that one-stop shop. And I don't say that from a commercial point of view, when somebody not in the industry, you know, out, out at the little league field last night, somebody asked me, you know, now what is it you do? And I said, <laughs> oh, you know, we provide the parts that connect an implant to a tooth, you know, whether it's a, a single tooth or a bridge or, you know, full arch. And they kind of said, Oh, okay. Well, so you have like screws and pieces like that. And I said, think of us like a dental hardware store. You walk into the hardware store, you go to the screw aisle, you're picking out the nuts, the bolts, the screws. I said, that's kind of what we're like. We're kind of like that big dental hardware store, the ACE hardware, the dental industry. Nice. Yeah, I think that's a great way of putting it. I grew up and my dad always used to say, we make teeth. And they'd look at us all cross-eyed and, you know, it was way back when. And now, you know, we say we make smile designs, veneers, you know, dentures, everything. And it's it's a much, much more understood industry. And people are much more educated on what we do nowadays. So we're, we're no longer the hidden figure behind the dentist. Absolutely. So where do you see Preet going in five or 10 years? Do you have any big plans that are in the work? I mean, you mentioned that you're going to be looking for a bigger location. You know, the, the, the one big decision I have is whether we manufacture in-house or not. And right now we have three or four job shops that we work with exclusively and they all have their own strengths, you know, whether it's injection molding, whether it's uh, Swiss screw machines, whether it's CNC, you know, different things like that. Um, you know, we're going to have a decision whether we want to bring the manufacturing in-house. I like it right now where I don't have to worry about running machines and, and doing things like that. You know, that's, that's a smaller thing down the line. But, you know, we've, we've got some big projects coming. You know, it, it's really fun right now being able to talk to our customers and you know, being able to get to know people like, you know, Dr. Avi Bidra, you know, the head of the Prost department at UConn. And he says, hey, Chris, I have this great idea for a new product. And, you know, we sit down and put together this great new product. You're talking to, you know, other people. And it's it's fun to be able to come up with solutions to the problems out there. So we'll continue to be that company you go to when you have a problem, uh, when you don't, you know, need help with, uh, with cases, old ones, new ones. But, yeah, there, there, there's going to be some big things coming in the next two years. Absolutely. Awesome. You mentioned going in and getting FDA clearance. How 
hard is it really to get something past the FDA since you've actually done it? Is it really a biggest pain as everyone says it is? I mean, if we're talking about just one implant platform, you know, especially when you're getting into the testing and the cost of the implants and the abutments and all that, oh, it, it can be $100,000 before you before you know it. And that's probably on the low side. It's expensive. Wow. wow. It sounds like it's very time consuming too. It is. I mean, what, what, one of my biggest frustrations over the last few years is I felt like my job was regulatory. I was doing all the, the testings and design, designs and, and coordinating all that. And I want to be on the phone. I want to be on email. I want to talk to, you know, the technicians and the prosthodontists and the dentists. I, I want to be out there you know, talking to folks and, and troubleshooting cases and working on designs. I love that. You know, it's funny because the, the customer service staff tries to buffer me a little bit right now and I tell them not to. And they're like, hey, would you mind taking a call from or are you available? Absolutely. I love that. I mean, that that's to me, that's the best part of my job. I absolutely just, ah, it, it's a blast. So anything's better than regulatory. I, I imagine it. I agree. Yeah, I think I'd rather talk to somebody rather than fill out FDA paperwork. Oh, <laughs> so what are some of Preet's top selling products of all time? What's really been the product that put you guys on the map? You know, honestly, I don't think it's been one product that's put us on the map. Honestly, I, I, I think it's the foundation that my dad laid. I mean, he, for 50 something years in this industry, you know, worked his tail off lugging crates around to show after show after show. And, you know, when I start to get tired, like I was, you know, last week after nine out of 10 weekends on the road, I'm like, man, I'm beat. And I thought, I've only been doing this for, you know, 20 years. He did this for 50 years, you know, suck it up, buttercup. Yep. <laughs> I think it's really, I think it's the legacy and foundation he laid with the name Preet. Uh, more so than any particular product. And, you know, Barb is a second generation, you know, this. you come into it and you got big shoes to no fill. No doubt about it. It's one of the things I love. I, I think there's probably more second and third generation businesses in our industry than, than a lot of other ones. And it's fun to be able to sit down at the different shows and talk to other second and third generation owners and compare notes and tell sob stories and success stories. Yeah. And it's a blast. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I guess, Elvis, if I was going to talk about one particular product, I mean, back in the 80s when we started, it was Sika Attachments, which, you know, we still service nowadays, you know, then Shiner Magnets, but Locator was a huge product for us. Right now, our non-OEM implant parts is a huge part of our business. Our Prism Design Center, where we're, you know, the only company in the U.S. that's 3D printing, you know, selective laser melting uh, implant bars is a huge part of who we are. The designs we have there are just amazing. The results are out of this world. You know, there's a lot of really good options out there for bars. There's a lot of good companies. Panthera does great work. Hygienics, you know, Core 3D. There's a, there's a lot of fantastic companies out there. I think we have a unique position there with our Prism Center, simply with the, the printing technology. So, yeah, I wouldn't say it's any one product, but probably uh, an accumulation of uh, of a number of items. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. I, got, I have a question about your dad. Is he still around? You know, he quietly uh, retired in March. And you know, I kind of wanted to do a big thing for him. And I think he kind of poo-pooed it. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll still see him around. I'm hoping that he'll come back to Chicago next yeah. year. And I really enjoy being able nowadays to say, hey, you know, we, we get together for lunch and 
you know, it, it's so wonderful to have a sounding board like that and to pick his brain and say, hey, what do you think about this? It's just really fun. I, I really enjoy our relationship nowadays, not having the stresses of trying to work together. Yeah, yeah so it's, it's really fun because 10 years ago, we shared a, a big room. We shared an office and, you know, I would end up I would keep tennis balls at my desk and I would throw them across the room at him because he would be speaking so loud on some calls. I couldn't hear who I was talking to. I would throw tennis balls at him. You know, it's, it was fun. You know, I think back to, obviously he's been the the biggest influence on me in the industry, but um, there's not a, but, and yeah, I think of two other people and, you know, this weekend we had the pleasure of having Bruce Keeling speak for Preet at the Whitmix and GC and Pre-Creative Edge Day before Lab Day West. And, you know, Bruce Keeling is is one of those, again, gentlemen that is just, you know, he's a wealth of technical knowledge, you know, spending 60 years in the industry. But more than that, I mean, he is truly one of the best men I've ever met. And I look up to him more for the man he is than the technician he is. I mean, he is truly one of the finest gentlemen I've ever met. And, uh, you know, I would say the other big influence on me would be Bill Aremis, who retired a few years ago from uh, from Bago. I mean, again, truly a gentleman, one of the finest men I've ever met. And, you know, I had some great role models to try and you know learn from and pattern myself from. And, you know, as I grew up from being that punk little kid to, you know, hopefully an adult nowadays. Debatable. Debatable, yes. <laughs> I like that when you said you had the tennis ball and you used to chuck it at your dad because I used to sit right next to my dad and I still call him in to die trim for me. That's why I was curious to see if he would still come by and if he still talk because it always seems like every family event, every dinner or, you know, night dental always comes up and we always talk about the good times. And uh, even though they're retired, they're still right there mentoring us. And uh, I have the same thing. It's pretty, pretty neat. Thanks for sharing that. Absolutely. Yep, we're blessed. Yep. Do you think your dad would come on the podcast sometime, talk about the good old days? Mine would. Oh my gosh, that would be fantastic. <laughs> we could do a second generation podcast. He probably has more stories than most people I can think of. Oh my gosh. I mean, yeah, he would be just a wealth of knowledge. That would be a blast. I'd love to listen to that. All right, well, do me a favor. Put a bug in his ear. See if he's interested. My only concern is he's going to tell the dirt on me, all the, all the bad stuff. <laughs> oh no, there's none of that. I don't have oh, any yeah. of that either. <laughs> we, we could fill hours with just that stuff. So I know, unfortunately. Well, Chris, you know, kind of wrapping up here, is there anything you want to get out about yourself or Preet? I know you spend a lot of the time touring the country. What do you have coming up? What's exciting? Where will you be speaking uh, this summer or next fall? Is that already lined up? You know, th- thankfully, we have a break coming up right now. Uh, I have two laboratory visits in two weeks. And then after that, um, it's quiet. I think it's quiet until September and, uh, which is wonderful. And then I think September starts up at lab day East. I think we'll have about six, seven speaking engagements, September, October, November, and then it quiets down again. So, um, you know, I'm excited because in July we'll be taking a, a, a week long vacation with the kids. And, you know, my boys are 14 and the 14 year old is six, one, and thinks it's funny to look down on me, but <laughs> he only weighs 120 pounds, so I can still pick him up with one arm. And he challenged me that on the other day, and I picked him up with one hand. And uh, so he doesn't think that's so funny. Yeah, but you know, my 14-year-old yeah. is now six one and going into high school, and uh, John is 11, and Sam is eight. And, you know, it's, it's going to be wonderful to have a quiet week and just spend time with them 
And, uh, you know, it's one of the biggest challenges is for all of us is, is balancing that work life balance. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to taking a week off this summer. I, I joined a group called Vistage about five years ago and, and they beat me up because from 2002, until 2015, I hadn't taken a week off or hadn't taken a vacation. So in 2015, I took a week off and it was, it was eye-opening. I mean, all of a sudden I could shut down and just kind of revitalize. And I know a lot, a lot of lab owners are the same way. I mean, it's, it's a hamster wheel and you're running all the time. But I mean, my advice to everybody out there would be to take a week off. And on your last podcast with the, uh, with the laboratory owners, I loved hearing the comment about, hey, I let my owners know, uh, my, I'm sorry, I let my dentist know two months in advance, I'm taking a week off at this point, and they just go and relax. And that's, it's so important. Um, yeah. It's something I've been pushing our staff to do, make sure you take your vacations, use them. So I'm looking forward to some time off this summer. It's Good for you. Great. It sounds like you deserve Good it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I don't know about deserve, <laughs> but the, the, the family definitely deserves it. <laughs> I don't know. After a week with me, my wife might be pushing me to get back on the yeah, road. Yeah, I get that too. I get that too. I you. get that too. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Chris. We really, really, really genuinely appreciate you. It was an awesome interview. I think we have a great three-day weekend, and hopefully it's not going to uh, rain all day in Florida, all, all three days in Florida. Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. And, and, I, and I hope you guys got, got got some decent material because I was sitting there going, man, I I, I don't know if you're going to get anything oh, we good got It's this. a whole hour. We did great. We got plenty. Oh yeah. Listen, I appreciate you not only coming on the uh, podcast and being interviewed, but obviously being a, a listener, I appreciate that. Yeah. But everything you do for our industry, not just from Preet, but just being a good guy, being friendly to everybody. I love running into you. Everything that you and Preet does, I appreciate. Yeah. I can't thank you enough for everything. I do too. Thank you. Wow. I'm humbled. Thank you so much. That means and I believe time. you paid for pizza last time we were in Denver. So I think I owe you one. <laughs> You're on. That sounds like a plan. I appreciate it, Chris. Thank you so much. Take care. You got it. Enjoy the weekend. Yes. Thank you. Thanks. Again, I want to thank Chris from Preet for joining us for this great interview that we had. He did a great job, and I appreciate all that he does for our industry. So do I, especially by uh, raising money through the foundation and doing the race for the future. This is a little plug for me. I'm actually doing the race. Uh, I'm going to do the sprint triathlon, the whole thing by myself. No relay. I'm training for it now. So um, if you can, how would they get a hold of supporting me, Elvis? DentalLabFoundation.org. Yes, please go to the DentalLabFoundation.org and choose um, Donate an Athlete. Pull down my name, Barbara Wojan. Rhymes with Trojan. And um, please support me. I'd appreciate it. Thank you. So Barb Rogen, the Trojan, will be racing in this year's Race for the Future Triathlon. It's all about raising money. So let's help support her. So go to dentallabfoundation.org. You'll find a link for the race. And there's a donation form where you type in her name. Or I think if you type in Voices from the Bench, I think we can encourage them to put that money towards Barb. Thanks. And let's sponsor her. Let's raise some money. Let's do some good. The race is 26th of um, August. So I've got about five, six weeks left to uh, train. I'm swimming four times a week, biking four times a week, and running five. So wish me luck. 
And I'm thinking about you four times a week. So there you go. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah, there you go. So yeah, everyone go to the uh, website and donate. Put Barb's name in there. Let's raise some money for some good old dental lab industry stuff. Thank you. Appreciate the plug, Elvis. Over the last few months, I've learned a lot about running and maintaining a podcast. One of the things I've learned is how interesting the analytics are. It shows how many downloads from each state and country per episode. And I want to take a moment to welcome and give some big thanks for some listeners we have all over the world. This is pretty exciting. We have downloads in New Zealand, Australia, Canada, Germany, China, Ireland, Estonia, which I didn't even know what it was, (laughs) Israel, and everywhere else that we've had some downloads. It just really goes to show you how big and connected our industry is. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I completely agree. I had no idea we had listeners all over the place. So thank you, you guys. We appreciate the support. I think it's awesome. And any listener outside of the U.S. wanting to come on to the show and tell us about the dental laboratory industry in their country, please feel free to reach out to me in an email, info at voicesfromthebench.com. I'd love to learn more about our industry in your country. I think it's pretty cool. Check out Facebook at Voices from the Bench. Like our page. Share our post. Let everyone know that you're listening. Thanks, guys. We appreciate you listening. We will see you next week. Have a good one. Bye. You must be perfect all the time.